chill, an uneasy feeling that you are not alone. Don't worry, it's just a ghost. A shout out to Tia Mayhem and Tanya Venom of Stormstress for providing the incredible intro music for this podcast. Hello there, this is episode 28 of It's Just a Ghost podcast, and this is the sixth Medley of Haunts episode that we have done, which means it's listener stories, a variety of listener stories for you today. Um, If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that we do a variety of paranormal things. We do listener stories. Perry and I have told tons of stories of our own interviews with paranormal investigators and writers who have covered paranormal events or stories from other people. And also Perry and I are paranormal investigators. So we do that as well. And in between, we like to do these medley of haunts, which are listener stories. Um, Perry couldn't be here tonight. So it will just be me, your host, Mary Jensen on this one. And uh, yeah, don't forget, if you have any paranormal experiences or weird stories of your own that you would like to share on an upcoming episode, we can read them. Um, You can email those to itsjustaghostpodcast at yahoo.com. So send them in. We look forward to it. We love hearing your stories. First listener story tonight is from Kara, and it's called My Grandmother Still Visits Me. My name is Kara, and my grandmother and I were always very close. Inseparable, really. Growing up, I spent most of my weekends at her house. We would bake cookies, play games, make puzzles, and she always let me stay up past my bedtime. Even when I was a teen and into adulthood, we spent a lot of time together. My grandmother was my world, so you can imagine how heartbroken I was when she started declining with age. She was diagnosed with dementia when I was 24. Then came the cancer. It was terrifying watching her going through all of this, but I was there for her, even on the days she didn't know who I was. My grandmother had a favorite rocking chair. I can remember her sitting in the chair when I was a kid. She would rock slowly back and forth, and she loved to crochet. She always loved that chair, and it went with her to the nursing home. She passed away in her bed as I sat in her rocking chair next to her. After this, the chair came to live with me in my apartment. Every so often, while I'm sitting on the couch watching TV, I swear I see that chair rocking ever so slowly out of the corner of my eye. And when I'm passing through the room, I catch a glimpse of movement in the direction of the chair. Every time, though, when I look directly at it, it is perfectly still. Is it my imagination? Do I miss my grandma so much that I think she is there rocking in her favorite chair? I don't really know, but it gives me comfort to believe it is really her there letting me know we are still hanging out together. Wow, Kara. That is a very emotional story. I love it. Um, Yeah. I think it's probably your grandmother there. If you were really that close, she is there letting you know that she hasn't gone anywhere. And um, that is must be a really comforting feeling 
and I just love that story. And, uh, you know, feel free to email us again and let us know if she does anything else that you can um, tell us. We'd love to hear it. Thank you for sending that in, Kara. This next story is from John. Hello, Mary and Perry. I enjoy listening to your podcast and have finally decided to send in my one and only paranormal experience. This happened about five years ago. I had become pretty good friends with this co-worker of mine. I'll call him Joe. His son died of cancer and I attended a celebration of life in his son's honor. I will refer to him as Cal. I had never met Cal before and had no idea what he looked like. I wasn't quite sure where the hall was and I got lost on my way making me almost late. I walked in the door in the nick of time, right as the priest began speaking. I didn't have time to say anything to Joe or look at the photos of Cal. I took a seat at a table full of strangers just as the ceremony began. I looked around at the other tables to see if I recognized anyone. I spotted my boss and a couple of other co-workers at one of the tables across the hall. Then I noticed a young man leaning against the far wall. He was wearing shorts, a t-shirt, and sneakers. His hair was light brown and sort of spiked. He had his arms crossed. No one else seemed to notice him. I thought maybe it was a friend or a relative of Cal's. He sort of stared straight ahead and didn't really move much at first. Then I noticed him looking around at all the tables. He spotted me looking at him and he gave a nod. I nodded back. The priest had just finished talking and we were waiting for the slideshow of photos of Cal's life to begin. I leaned over to the woman next to me and asked her if she knew who the young man leaning against the wall was. She looked over in the direction that I nodded. It was only a second that I had looked away when she said she didn't see anyone. I looked back and there was no one there. I scanned the room and didn't see the young man anywhere. The lights dimmed and the PowerPoint presentation began. First with photos of Cal as a baby, then a toddler at the beach, at the park, the zoo, and so on. Then Cal as a teen going to the prom, his graduation. And that's when my mouth went dry and the hairs on my arms stood up. The young man I had seen leaning against the wall was Cal. I couldn't believe it. Then I thought maybe Cal had a twin brother or a cousin that looked like him. But then the woman showing the presentation said something about Cal being an only child. Then the last photo they showed was Cal wearing the same blue shorts, gray t-shirt that read, I dig donuts and high top sneakers the very same outfit the man against the wall had been wearing. To this day, I'm in awe and can't believe I saw my friend's son at his own celebration of life. I never told anyone. A few times I thought about telling Joe, but haven't gotten up the courage yet. Maybe someday I will. Wow, John, that was an amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing it. Um, you know, and I always believed that at like wakes and funerals and stuff that sometimes I felt the presence of, of the person that um, I was there to grieve and 
I had never actually seen anybody, but I swear I have felt presence before, and I do believe that was Cal. I mean, you, who else could it be, right? That's pretty amazing. So I don't know if I would tell Joe or not either. I guess if he was having like a really hard time dealing with it and stuff like that, um, maybe I would tell him it might bring some comfort for him to know that that Cal was there and that he was okay. But I mean, you know, that's a total decision. That decision is totally up to you, of course, and how you feel about it. Um, when the time is right, you will probably tell Joe and it will all be fine. But thanks again so much for sharing that story, John. Now we've got one from Tamara. Hello, my name is Tamara. I love this podcast. I have had a few experiences in my life, but nothing compares to the one I am about to share. Growing up with two sisters and one brother, we had a ghost in our house. We all saw her, including my parents. She would appear around Christmas time and hang around until right after the new year. At least that is the only time any of us ever saw her or felt her presence. This went on for many years. Sometimes we would see an apparition of her going up or down the stairs. She has been spotted looking out the window at the kitchen sink. A lot of times we could just feel her presence near us. We all agreed that we liked having her around and considered her a part of the family. We called her Tina. And if it was upstairs in the guest bedroom, we could sometimes smell her perfume. The same scent every time. The coolest part of it all was Christmas Eve. Each of us kids always got to open one gift on Christmas Eve. That was a tradition at our house. We all agreed that Tina was there during this. We could feel her, and a couple of times we swear we saw her apparition slowly appear and fade away quickly. When that happened, she was sitting cross-legged next to the tree. One year, my siblings and I bought a cameo for her since she seemed to be dressed for back in the 1800s, and we wrapped it and put it under the tree, right near where we sometimes could see her sitting. We were teenagers now, but still opened one gift on Christmas Eve. We felt Tina's presence that night, and my sister said, that one is for you, Tina, as she pointed to the small square-shaped gift. That one right there. We waited, but nothing happened that night. The next morning, my brother was the first one up. He checked under the tree to see if Tina's gift was gone. He came flying up the stairs yelling, Tina took her gift! Tina took her gift! We all ran downstairs and sure enough, Tina's gift was gone and in its place lay a very elegant lacy scarf. We never saw or felt Tina's presence again. That made us kind of sad and left us wondering where she went. It was apparent that the gift we gave her had something to do with her leaving and not returning. We did extensive research and discovered that a woman died in our house during the early to mid-1800s. I know this story is crazy, but it is true. You'll never guess what this woman's name was. I kid you not. The article from the archives at our local historical society said her name was Tina. We will never know how or why we decided to name our ghost Tina, 
We will never know why Tina never returned after receiving the cameo we gave her, or why she left us the lacy scarf we will always treasure. Thank you for sharing the most amazing experience my family has ever gone through. Another amazing story. I, I love it, um, Tamara. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, I don't know why it would be that Tina left after that. Like you said, it must have had something to do with the cameo. Um, maybe she had had a cameo at one point in her life that that looked similar to the one that you gave her. And maybe she had lost it or something. And she maybe that's why she was hanging around. You know, maybe she was trying to find her cameo. And now that she has her cameo back or one that is like her cameo, she felt like she could cross over. So maybe you helped her to do that. I don't know. Uh, that's the only thing that I can think of. I think you helped her in a good way, and she left you that scarf as a thank you. So thank you again for sharing that. That was an amazing story. And our final story for this episode is from Rick. Hey there, and thanks for considering my story for It's Just a Ghost. My name is Rick. I call this getting a new home and getting the hell away from the haunted one. My wife, two sons, and I moved into a haunted house. The problem is, we didn't know it was haunted. At first, the house seemed great. We loved the open floor plan, the big fenced-in backyard. Each boy had his own room, and I had an office. Perfect. Until the spirits arrived. Maybe they were already there when we got there, but didn't make it known? Not sure. It started with just things being out of place or missing and turning up in a day or so, right where we had already looked. Okay, so maybe we were busy and misplaced things or whatever. But then sometimes when I'd be working in my office and my wife was at her office in town and the kids at school, I would hear footsteps coming up the stairs, thinking my wife had come home early, but no one was there. This happened to me a few times. Or I'd hear music playing downstairs, but when I went down there, there was no one there and no music playing. I didn't tell anyone at first. I have always been a skeptic of this stuff and so thought I was just working too hard or that it was an old house, so maybe I was hearing it settling or whatever. Then my wife said she thought she heard someone talking in the living room while she was in the kitchen making dinner, and no one was in the living room, even when she checked. The kids claimed to have heard footsteps in the hall late at night, the TV turning on and off when no one was near it or the remote. Lights sometimes would be on when we would get home from someplace like grocery shopping or the movies. We always made sure the lights were off when we left to save electricity. So after the rest of my family started having things happen, I told about the footsteps on the stairs and music downstairs while I was working. Sometimes we could feel a presence in the house, like someone or something was watching us. It was a creepy feeling. One night we were all watching a Disney movie on TV when we heard a loud crash from upstairs, and I mean loud. I ran up there and saw that my dresser in the bedroom had been knocked over, and I mean totally lying flat on the floor with the drawers face down. That was it. 
We went to stay in a hotel that night, called a realtor the next day, and then stayed with family until the house sold a couple of months later. Now that I think back on it, maybe we should have tried to get the house blessed or something, but I panicked that night. My family was freaked out and so was I. We now live in a ghost-free home and I hope it stays that way. Keep up the good work. My wife listens to your podcast and had me send this in. Sorry, but this stuff really freaks me out, so I can't listen. But thank you for sharing. Well, thank you, Rick, for sending that in. Um, I love the title of your story. You got the hell out of that haunted house. Good for you. Um, I mean, if it freaks you out and it does sound like it was starting to get worse and worse as it went on. So I, I agree. It's probably a good thing you got out of there. Um, it started out not bad, but I don't know. It sounds like these these spirits were, were getting a little more rambunctious and who knows what they would have done. So, um, yeah, no problem that you don't listen to my podcast. Um, the paranormal stuff isn't for everyone. I hope your new home stays goes free. Thank you again for sharing. As always, please email us your paranormal experiences to it's just a ghost podcast at yahoo.com and we will read them on an upcoming episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please follow and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can help us grow and get our name out there by telling your friends about us and we would be thrilled if you would leave us five stars. This helps people find us out there in the sea of podcasts. It's all free, so why not, right? You can follow us on Facebook at It's Just a Ghost Podcast and on Twitter at It's Just a Ghost 2. That's the number two. And also on Instagram at It's Just a Ghost Podcast. Remember, ghosts are people too. Until next time.